Welcome to the Gatecast. Presented by Alan and Mike. Lucy, I'm home. I am not Lucy. Oh, you're right. We'll just upload a computer virus into the mothership. I was going to do my living room like this. Hello, good evening, and welcome to Gatecast episode 265. And no guest today, and rapidly running out of SG1. Hello, everybody. Yes, quite surprising. I thought there'd be more people interested in getting in under the wire for the last episodes of SG1, but never mind. We've got a bit of a fun episode this week, though. Time and recording schedules wait for no man. Quite right. Or woman. One does not want to appear on Julia Prejudice. Yep, this week we're going to be looking at family size, and we get a bit of... Well, actually, we'll learn a lot why Valor is like she is. Uh, apple not fallen far from the tree. Quite right. Netflix did its You're Watching Too Much thing. What's that? I think if you watch more than about four or five episodes in a row, it pops up a thing and says, Do you wish to continue watching Netflix? In short, I've just let it play through. And because you haven't interacted with it for over an hour and a half, it might think you've hit play and then fecked off. So I don't think it's a, you're binge watching too much. I think it's more, are you just running Netflix or is there anyone looking at it? Yeah, more accurate data. They want to know, is someone still, because I was just staring blankly at the screen. (laughs) I'm about halfway through season three. Is everyone related to everyone else in that, Joe? What show? Once upon a time, sorry. Uh, You might think so. I'm starting to think so. Peter Pan. Yeah. Also, UK Netflix is doing the week-by-week thing with Season 4, or at least unless Season 4 is on the mid-season break. That was weird. What? Your tweet? I had the exact right number of letters. It said I had zero left. And until I went it down to having one left, it wouldn't allow me to tweet. Weird. See that James Masters is re-recording Ghost Story? Really? He's not happy with it? Or they're being complained? I don't know. I assume they wouldn't have gone to the expense if they didn't think it'd sell. I'm nowhere near there. I'm still... I'm on the... Uh, either the version of side jobs I had was missing a story, or the audio version includes an extra one. What I'm assuming is the last story takes place just before Ghost Story. It's told from Karen Murphy's perspective, and it's basically about the immediate aftermath of Harry's death. Yeah. I don't remember that being there. I'd probably remember if you took gave me the plot points. What I would say to people is, unless you've read everything up to and including Winter Night, don't read Side Jobs, because it will spoil. My friend Andrew in Stockholm said he went to see a stage play which compressed Blackadder Goes Forth into a two-hour show, translated into Swedish. Interesting. And I mean, he's bilingual. When you hear him, he sounds British. He does not have a Scandinavian accent. But he said it, it mostly translated across quite well. I see that X-Files is coming back. What? X-Files. We're going to do a, Re- a short season. Reboot or...? No, same characters. Duchovny and Did, Anderson. Didn't they get rid of Duchovny for the latter two seasons? Well, he, he left. They didn't get rid of him, he left. <laughs> he wanted to do something else, so he left. I always thought they really lost the way about halfway through season six. Season five, season six was when I thought, okay, this is getting silly. Although Facebook is convinced I want to buy it because they keep advertising on the right-hand side... The X-Files season box set. <laughs> okay. If I feel like nibbling tonight, it will be Little's take on what I'm assuming is probably Marks and Spencer's finest collection because it's a Lesto and it's got the word fine in green on a little leaf. Walnuts. You want to start? Might as well, because uh, I don't think you're going to get any more lively. I can't help my insomnia. something which plagues me. You're not feeling you think, never going to sleep, never going to sleep, never going to sleep. Sorry. Hello, I'm Jeannie. And I'm Nikki. And I'm Rachel. We host the Tyrion's Landing podcast, where we talk about HBO's Game of Thrones. It's like not landing without the shoulder pads, but with twice the backstabbing. And for those of you too young to know, Google is now your best buddy. So join us here at Tyrion's Landing as we break down the episodes, discuss our reactions, and give you the skinny on news of the cast and crew. And don't miss our Jason Momoa chest spotting. Mm. Okay then folks, we are going to be watching Family Ties, taken from the Region 2 DVD, as per usual, nothing special there. 
The runtime, 41 minutes, 49 seconds. Off you go then, Alan. Three, two, et, clicky. And straight in. Yep. With another new shot. They still haven't fixed that truck. It's had its bonnet up. God knows how long. Hello, ladies. Up there, shopping. I didn't even know the new season had started. Yeah, they weren't happy with this. Uh, yes, sir. Oh, that looked painful. Yeah, Joseph Melozzi and Paul Mully, they just were not happy with that scene at all. And also made the point that both Claudia and Amanda picked out these outfits because they were fed up of being criticised how they dressed the women in civilian clothes. What is this girl's day out? Well, yes, if I'm going to integrate into Earth society, we thought it was very important that I immerse myself in the local cultural offerings. Yes. Yeah, who's paying for these? <laughs> exactly how, how much do they earn being members of SG1? Mm-hmm. Well, we're scheduled to go off-world in about an hour, and though you both look fantastic, I suggest you might want to lose the heels. Nonsense. <laughs> mm-hmm. You watch any American show these days, women police officers are wearing heels as they run around the streets. Which is complete bull hockey, as was pointed out by uh, Vin Diesel and Triple X. Hello? Hello? Is this thing working? <laughs> Fred Willard. American actor, of course. He's been on Modern Family, King of the Hill, Everybody Loves Raymond, Mad About You. Began his career in 1966. His resume is huge. And while this episode wasn't specifically created for him, the character was based on how he would perform on it. Jason? You know this man? A little. He's my father. <laughs> Given that she was a ghoul, shouldn't her father be dead by now? I mean, how old is she? Might only have been taken in a couple of years. There's no guarantee that she's 100% pure human as we've come to know it, so maybe a longer lifespan as well. Who knows how old Jacek is? More sexy time. Okay then, Family Ties, Season 10, Episode 18 of Stargate SG-1, Gatecast Episode 265. This episode was directed by Peter DeLuise, written by Joseph Malozzi and Paul Mully. And it's world premiere in the UK, February the 27th, 2007. Canada, June the 7th. America, June the 8th. Germany got it September the 26th. Sweden, November the 26th. And Japan, February the 17th, 2009. A huge amount of shows with episodes of the same name. Farscape, Stormworld, Water Rats, Casualty, Holby City, Crossing Jordan, Vampire Diaries, Whistler, Blue Buds, and Arrested Development. And believe me, dozens more. And of course, an entire TV show starring Michael J. Fox. <laughs> Quite right. And we're back. Certainly better than you ever did. Oh <laughs> It was Brad Wright's idea to get Fred Willard for this story. They were a little bit worried, you know, the question, why don't they have a similar accent? <laughs> You've got your father's whip. It's hardly enough time to cover your inadequacies as both a parent and a human being in general. And your mother's uncanny ability to hold a grudge. You said you had some information for us? Uh, yes, let me through and we'll discuss. <laughs> <laughs> Stop that. I don't trust him. You'll want to hear this. The information I have has to do with Arcad's plot to attack your planet. Really? That's the trouble with a bad guy who's a good planner. Hmm. You can get rid of him, but the things he's done... <laughs> oh. Oh, that's not good. I don't generally blow up. <laughs> In your father's case, the lack thereof. Well, the accent, like most of my other good qualities I got from my mother, my charm, my weight, my good looks. What'd you get from your dad? Some minor feudalities. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I look like a stalker bush. It was. That, I'm pretty sure, is from the movie. <laughs> now, keep your eye on this piece of Vancouver forest. You'll see it quite often. I'm sure I can see buildings in the background. <laughs> Virtually every scene off-world is filmed in this little glade. <laughs> Wary. Mother raised me. <sighs> Which one? Ooh. <laughs> My mother. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, it's only me. Hug for daddy. You're lucky I'm not allowed to kill you. 
Uh, my guess is not the best bother in the universe. What do you know about Arkad and the attacks he was planning? Quite a lot, and I'm prepared to tell you everything I know in exchange for sanctuary on Earth. You think? I'd probably be asking for more than just a place to live. Yeah, really. And admittedly, probably not the best father figure, although I've seen worse. But I put all that behind me because I'm trying to change, trying to better myself. <laughs> Look out to watch. <laughs> my life to tell you that before Ark had died, he sent out several Naquita loaded cargo ships in preparation for an attack on Earth. Mm. Oh dear. Makes sense though, really. Still out there. Waiting to be launched. That ain't good. And I know their location. Do you know? <laughs> yeah. Why? How? Yeah. The commentary, Paul and Joseph once again. The idea was to have Fred's character called Jatic. Somebody pointed out that Jatic part. Yeah. <laughs> they changed the pronunciation. That sounds right. If Jacek is telling the truth and there's still a bunch of Nakoda loaded cargo ships out there, then this deal is a no-brainer. Now that's almost tilt-level stating the obvious. Yeah. Poor Valor. Yeah. Well, they wouldn't if Arkad was careful enough to cover his tracks. If the threat is real, we can't let any of those cargo ships blow up. Time is of the essence. Now, how long did it take Valor to get the same sort of treatment? Hey. <laughs> Valor wasn't threatening to bolt the planet. If his intel is good, then Jacek has himself a deal. And Valor's thinking, don't you just hate it when your parents come to visit? Dr. Lamb? As you were, Sergeant. I still don't understand why that scene was there. Why did Tyler have to break his nose? You know, I don't believe he was reacting just to the fact that the women were in civvies. Mm. Now, whenever you preface what you're about to say with I've been thinking, what you're actually doing is preparing me for some revelation you just had. So should I be sitting down for this? <laughs> of course, it's been a while since we've seen Dr. Lamb, Lex Doig. Mm. Yeah, a little yep. over five years. And they had an awful lot of trouble casting the actress that was going to play her mother. They had to get the uh, ethnicity. Mm. <laughs> right. You're feeling guilty, General. Come on, admit it. <laughs> okay. So, how do you want to do this? Well, I was thinking about giving her a call. You're looking at Valor and Jacek's relationship, mm. and suddenly you think, ah, I can do a lot better. Should be doing a lot better. I did discover, I don't know if I said this to you last time, that SG-1 wasn't shown in Finland past Season 7. Was it? Yep. Not on uh, Terrestrial. They showed the end of Season 7 and then they stopped. Apparently once uh, Jack, more or less, left, they decided, right, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> not Richard Dean Anderson. We're not showing this anymore. <laughs> oh, dear. We've got a new commander. Yeah, well, all commanders have a nasty tendency to go down with the ship. <laughs> yeah, and quite a lot of them don't have much mm. air either. It must be a trait, commanding a Daedalus class starship. And you can tell us if you were right all along. That I will. That's why Colonel Emerson got shot, because he had air. Colonel Davidson, Fulvio Cesarezi, Canadian actor. He's been in The Flash, Continuum, The 100, and Blade the series. What have we got? We're picking up only 12 life signs on the planet's surface. That's it? We're also picking up a significant concentration of Naquita. These readings are through the roof. Looks like the intel's good. Sir, we're picking up movement. We've been detected. They're making a break for it. Those ships must not be allowed to escape. Lock onto the position and fire. Yes, sir. Missiles. They haven't got shields? Well, no. They're actually land on planets, aren't they? So why would you have shields running? Four. Three. Two. Sir? Where are you? Oh, that's a big bang. That must be the Naquita then. How much Naquita was down there? Quite a bit, if you could see it from uh, orbit. General, you're making a terrible mistake. Oh, with all due respect, it's not too late to change your mind. I made a deal. I'm not going back on my word. Then might I suggest a more liberal interpretation of the agreement? <laughs> Come on, Valet. He's delivered one of the weapon ships already. It says a lot where she doesn't even want to share the same planet with her father. Yeah. That's a big universe. <laughs> Smart, Valor. Did this run it away? Oh. <laughs> Couldn't they give him a mouth? Ah, well, PFD, the joys of serving the SGC. Travel is becoming more and more difficult every day. 
I'm General Landry. Jacek, welcome to Earth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a fresh start on a brand new world. I have a feeling I'm going to like it here very much. Vala. What is that red thing? Got a flower behind her head or something? Huh? Oh, sexy. <laughs> Come in. Now, considering how many times we see her in a, a ponytail or pigtails, you think, what's with all the curlers? This came for you today. Oh, since when did you assume mail delivery duties at the base? <laughs> it's from your father. Oh, dear. Oh. Again, this was another scene where Joseph thought it was a little silly. Hmm. I'll just file that away for later. It's been three weeks since he came to Earth. Ah, the round file. He actually called it the Herkirtler debacle. <laughs> yes, I can see that. Yes. I wonder where she got the Van Gogh from. Oh, it's, it's a print. You don't know where Vala, do you? She <laughs> it's probably a print. Got a matter transporter. <laughs> Should the general be in civilian woman's quarters with the door closed when she's in, well, not a nighty, but casual wear? This is Vala. Casual wear for Vala is probably practically naked by anybody <laughs> else's standards. I mean, that's actually quite modest by Vala's standards. Her everyday wear shows more skin. No offence, General, but there really is no comparison. You had a legitimate occupation. My father's career choice was decidedly less noble. Sounds familiar. Yeah. Gone for months at a time, only to return to lay low or to hide from the people he'd swindled. Oh, I can't imagine. <laughs> when you're a young girl, you look forward to when your father comes home. You don't really worry about uh, what he's been up to. Only later, probably in the teenage years, she realised that he was kind of uh, abandoning her and her mother. Hmm. Sometimes he'd return late, in the middle of the night, and I would wait to find him asleep at the foot of my bed. Ah. Oh yeah, probably a wife on every planet. Ah. Prod him awake and make him tell me all about his great adventures. He'd always have something for me too, a fancy ring, pretty necklace, things that he'd bring back from his many travels. After the story they were fake? Probably, if they were worth anything, he'd have sold them. Memories of my father that I kept stored away under my bed, until I was old enough to see them for what they really were. Hmm. This is probably difficult for the general, like hmm. I say, this is hitting him a little too close to home. Indeed. I mean, we know he doesn't have a great relationship with his daughter. You don't know him. Never walk with or rent the family. Or he figures there's something he can get out of you. But I do know that he spent every day of the last three weeks trying to get in touch with you. Which tells me that you must be very important to him. Possibly much more than you know. I assume he didn't put it in a post box with Valor Maldoran on it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> It'll get there eventually. Well, I assume he's got a marine escort wherever he is. You have some good memories of the times you spent together when you were a little girl. Those times count too. Okay, maybe it was just me, but that look from Valor was rather sceptical. Try harder, General. They're not going to leave him on supervised. Well, wait for it. <laughs> oh, Colonel Mitchell, Dr. Jackson, thanks for coming. Entree. Theoretically. <laughs> now look at the set dressing for this apartment. This has been toned down by about 60%. <laughs> It would have been good to see what it looked, you know, originally looked like where the set dresses went absolutely nuts. Read them and weep. <laughs> All fair and square. Exploiting the little old ladies of the apartment. He's a bad man. Mm -hmm. Apartments, thank you. No running in the hall. It gives them a chance to socialise. That's good for them. No loud parties after midnight. Yes, I bet. That's it. Be careful, a lot of cross traffic in the halls today. Whoa, whoa, Hazel, you're a little light. <laughs> Probably taking a cut of every round. Yeah. And he's winning as well. <laughs> he's dodging him for it as well. Mm. Oh, uh, same time Thursday. And to make up for today, I'm waiving the cover charge. <laughs> yeah, settling in quite nicely. Thanks. Uh, yeah, we heard you haven't exactly been a model citizen. I'm not sure what you're referring to. The charity phone scam, little Pepito needs a new set of kidneys. Right. Well, see, uh, the Air Force provides me with a mere pittance. It's hardly enough to live on. I'm just I know that feeling. Well, I assume they could have found him a place on base where, you know, canteen privileges. He wouldn't need any money. 
I mean, the fact that he is, he is living off base. Mm. Again, I mean, how long did it take Dilk? I know he's got a great big gold emblem on his, on his forehead. Yeah, well, yeah, because he's living off base walked out so well. <laughs> well, I was going to suggest tricking her into coming here, but if you really think talking will work... Don't think she wants to see you. Please, guys, I really need to see my little girl. Probably. <laughs> if it's a matter of expenses, uh, we can talk about that later if you get my drift. <laughs> We're not putting anything on paper, of course, but uh, give it some thought. I'd appreciate it. <laughs> It'd take more than a few dollars, I think. Is this actually about anything, this episode? It eventually gets going, yeah. Because you kind of think with, like, three left, after this they might advance the plot slightly. Or was this just like, screw it, we're going to be cancelled, we're just going to faff about? Well, if you listen to some of the dialogue early on, they were talking about being cancelled and little dig on sci-fi mm. and MGM. Okay. Uh, so I'll make a dinner reservation for Friday night somewhere nice. Huh? Huh? Okay. <laughs> oh, um, and you know that brown sports jacket that you have with the patches on the sleeves? Mm-hmm. Don't wear that. Ooh. <laughs> Granted, you're a general. You shouldn't be wearing patches. I think I told you that. To wear patches on the sleeves in my university, you have to be a tenured professor. So, he wanted you to talk to me on his behalf, didn't he? Yeah, look, he really wants... You needn't bother. Look, you two obviously have some unresolved issues. I've already decided to pay him a visit. I wondered the fact that they knew they were cancelled. Maybe the TV movie had probably got the mm. green light. So they didn't worry too much about doing anything else with the ORI. It just makes you wonder how much leeway they had, you know, prep they'd done. I wouldn't have thought they'd get Fred Willard just, you know, ringing up one day. Mm-hmm. Well, this is a surprise. I have not come seeking reconciliation. Oh, dear. Or some deeper understanding of your contemptible behaviour in my formative years. I have come for one thing and one thing only. Well, if it's chicken casserole, you're in luck because I just... <laughs> She's probably shown immense restraint over the years and not killing him. How dare you implicate yourself in my life after all these years? Mm-hmm. You were never there for Mother, even though you always expected us to be there for you whenever you needed a, a place to hide or, or capital to help set up one of your latest scams. Ooh. Did you mention that he's a grandfather? Oh, by the way, your granddaughter yeah. is about 25 years old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the scourge of the galaxy come along and jeopardize everything i've worked so hard to achieve under no circumstances will i allow you to screw that up for me the very fact that he hasn't asked her what's been going on in her life recently kind of speaks volumes he's not that interested he probably has never been interested and the tokens he gives her are his kind of way to placate things that's it you're gonna leave but i made pie well i've said everything i needed to say but if it was just a matter of getting all that off your chest you could have just as easily sent me a letter. You're not unreasonable, Chest. That's it. Look, silver lining. Now I've got your ear. Mm-hmm. Look at her hairstyle. Them yeah. colours didn't do a lot of good, did they? Yep. That looks like it's been straightened after it was called. <laughs> Probably, yeah. What's the point in calling <laughs> it and then straightening it? At least you had the opportunity. You won't even give me that. You don't deserve it. I don't suppose there's anything I could say or do that would convince you that I'm not lying, that I'm honestly trying to change. Is there any the scams you've run already? No, there isn't. Oh. No, this time, mate. Well, then, before you go, this is for you. I got it from a trader on Marinette. You know, that little world with the twin sons I used to take you to? Okay, look beyond the little trinket. <laughs> Is it a tracking device? Is it some sort of a monitoring device? Mm. Oh, treasure box. What's in the treasure box? (laughs) I threw that away a long time ago. I understand. Well, thanks for coming. And even though it's too late, I want you to know I'm sorry. Mm -mm. What has he got on the ornaments? Are they cats? Cat-like. Like I say, the set dresses, they went nuts. Maybe they figured, this is our last hurrah, let's drag everything out of the closet before the whole thing is sold. Everything they didn't allow us to use beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Bye, Jason. Ooh. For once in the last 20 years, could you call me Dad? You haven't earned that right yet. Maybe that's all he wanted. 
yet. I'll be in touch. <laughs> 604, the area code of Vancouver, or so Wiki says. Bella, I think you're going to want to see this. Well, hey, Daniel's in his boxers. What? I'm only joking, as if they're going to show that. There's not Daniel in less than his boxers. Oh, on the internet, you can find Daniel in his boxers. It's time to tap into the source by unlocking the power of Stardust. <laughs> oh, dear me. Yes, genuine Stardust. The very same Stardust celebrities and professional athletes use to tap into the power of the Alpha Force, the core energy of the universe. Huh. Stein Heistrad, the editor, did all these little uh, tech special effects on this video. They thought it looked so good they decided to leave it. They were going to replace it with some fancy CGI. Uh -huh. But it seemed to suit this very low-budget advert. Uh -huh. It's the sort of thing you see on PBS. Oh, yeah, yeah. Originally priced at 49 95 but yeah. they thought that was too expensive for fake Stardust. It wasn't real Stardust. That's the point. No, you're <laughs> not. Well, now that's a matter of interpretation. The way I see it, I'm selling people hope. Really? And if people are willing to pay it, why should we stop them? Plus shipping and handling. Really? <laughs> yes. First off, stop wearing them shirts. That's why you remind me of Orgo. Guest. You're going to follow some rules. Oh, come on. A guy's got to make a living. The next thing you know, you're going to tell me I can't publish my diet book. It's an eat-for-your-eye-color diet. I just lined up a publisher. We're killing the book deal, and if you keep this up, the next deal we kill is going to be the one with you. That's just as legitimate as pretty much any other diet book on this planet, actually. Yeah. Yes, I... I appreciate this second chance. Third chance. Are you sure? I could have sworn it was... Uh-oh. Uh right, Pepito. <laughs> Uh, Come this way. <laughs> Do you play I get the, the Sam Axe vibe off him, really. Yeah. Sitting in Florida with a nice big drink in his hand, eyeing up the old widows. I finished it. Have you? Oh, what well And I like how they explained all of the voiceovers in the last 30 seconds. <laughs> it makes sense. I thought it was very nice and I didn't see it coming at all. If you have no intention of reforming your ways, which I suspect that you do not... Perhaps it is best that you have nothing more to do with your daughter. Let me tell you something, big boy. My daughter and I have an understanding. <laughs> Ooh, and yes, <laughs> big boy. She'll get over it. <laughs> yes, wrong turn of phrase. Are you free on Friday night? Say yes. I got two tickets to this Virginia Dialogue show. I don't know much about it, but the tickets are very hard to get. Virginia Dialogues. <laughs> Believe it or not, the Virginia monologues, that was also covered by rights issues. Really? Yes. They had to come up with another word for dialogue, so then you got ended up doing Virginia monologue. Hmm. I mean, it's obvious what they're referring to. Poor old Tilk, stuck in the elevator with Jacek, when he's looking to do a deal. Bella, um, have a seat, please. Uh-oh. This sounds official. I'm getting it told off. Have I been a bad girl? <laughs> How are you doing? Fine. Why wouldn't I be? Well, you're obviously... Disappointed. Oh, right. Yeah. Isn't that the sort of fake innocent expression on her? <laughs> the expression of her? Yes, practice to perfection. Who me? Did you take this, Bella? Who me? No. <laughs> Never seen him before in my life. Well, change isn't easy. I think you of all people should know that. Right. Yeah. So you want to drop uh, <laughs> yeah, quite right. There is precedent. <laughs> similar desires to reform. Yeah, there's that. <sighs> Daniel, I'm a different person than I was two years ago because I genuinely wanted to change. No, Adria is a different person than she was two years ago. <laughs> yeah, two years ago she was a fetus. Tell me your decision had nothing to do with the desire to stop running and live a semi-normal life. With you, Daniel. With you. You don't know Jacek the way I do. No, you're right. In fact, you probably know him better than you think. What the hell is wrong with Daniel's hair? <laughs> it looks a bit... It looks like he washed it and blow-dried it and just didn't bother to comb it. It's all frizzy. I'm sure it hasn't been easy for you either. Oh, she has lots big. That's a big watch she's wearing. Jacek, it's Vala. I'm sure he's giving her a key if she'd asked. I'm sure she'd be insulted. No. Excuse me. And there we have the lockpicks from Vala's bag of tricks. Too easy. Ta-da. Jacek. You left all the lights on. 
I've been inclined to leave lights on myself, but that's because I don't have to pay for electricity. Good God, look at that bedroom. <laughs> oh, I guess the set dressers weren't toned down for that. I knew it. <laughs> oh, it's his ankle monitor. He's removed his ankle monitor. I told you he's been playing you for fools all along. Actually, you were starting to believe him, too. You've decided to leave. It's unlikely we'll find him again. Wouldn't be so sure about that. During his initial physical, Dr. Lamb implanted him with a subcutaneous transmitter, just in case. Oh. Sneaky. <laughs> Why didn't I think of that? She's thinking. You didn't trust him. But you talked me into coming here anyway. He's not my father. <laughs> Sam, it's Daniel. This weird hair thing that she's got going on as well. Pretty much every hairstyle in 42 minute episode. What's going on? Jacek's on the run. His locator signal places him approximately six miles west of Colorado Springs. Yeah, we dispatched a team to the area. Yeah, Daniel and Valor just got there. Daniel? Uh-uh. He hadn't gone far then, has he? Hmm. Piece of walnut is shaped like a sun on fire. This is like the game, isn't it? The movie? Couldn't they have got better real-time surveillance? Do you recognise this glade? Basically, they've stuck a few extra trees in it and filmed it from a different angle. It's the same patch of ground. Can't they see him standing there? Did your father have any friends here on Earth? Neither did I. That is a pretty good stealthy approach to get that close. Give us a Jacek! Whoa! Whoa! Well done, Daniel. Who's been training? Now you're in for it. Jafar. Oh! Ooh. How many of them are there on Earth? They keep popping up. Jacek was carrying that with him. It's a short-range communicator he probably used to contact the Jafar. Divine short-range. <laughs> yeah, 5,000 miles, 10 maybe. <laughs> One of them was dispatched early, and it's been sitting somewhere here on Earth, waiting for the order to strike. No, <laughs> He got his intel from some heavily involved Jaffa who were having second thoughts about the whole thing. Apparently he knew them from some weapons smuggling operation he used to run. Mm. He <laughs> used to run. <laughs> where he made a deal with the Jaffa, they'd give him the Naquita, he would sell it, and they would split the proceeds. A nice... And tidy. Paul and Joseph were talking about the conference table. Ten year old now. Mm. Don't look it on camera, but it's all scratched and chipped and worn. Cargo ship is cloaked, so doing an orbital scan won't reveal any trace of the Naquita. But Jacek claims that Arcad marked the Naquita to make sure that none of his men would try to double cross him. Of course he does. Yeah, too right. He's a con man. He knows exactly what to say at the right time. Just out of interest, what did he ask for in return? Uh, we recover the Naquita. We give it to him, he sells it, and we split the profits 50-50. And what was your counteroffer? He gets zero, and we don't lock him away for the rest of his life. She's <laughs> <laughs> going to do that. <laughs> Not a bad counteroffer at all. Well, I might consider that. I think that's the first time I've noticed there's a female security guard outside Cheyenne Mountain. If you just narrow the parameters... Narrow the parameters? Oh, that's genius. I don't know about genius, it's just marginally brilliant. Now, if I can just figure out how to sync it up. I'm sure it'll come to you. How many laptops have they got? This is Dr. Lee's, Bill Dow's final appearance on SG-1. Well, at least nothing horrible is going to happen to him. <laughs> I was expecting more. Well, at times, so do we. But the truth is, the Stargate program just doesn't get the support it used to from the people in charge. Why not? Eureka! Oh! <laughs> Eureka, exactly. That's nasty. Eureka was the new show. Had Eureka started at that point? Coming, it was going to be the new, the headline show for the new season. Oh, that's just nasty. I don't think it actually had anything to do with the uh, cancellation of Stargate. Say, how'd you like to go out to dinner with me once this is all over? Go for it, lad. Oh, I don't think so. Well, why not? Well... I'm an incredibly busy person with very little free time. Oh, but you're a jerk. Oh, nice. There is. Yeah. Don't let that pull you off. Nope. And the fact that you're also one of my, my daughter's best friends. <laughs> to think that for the first time since she was a child, she was actually beginning to trust you. Yep. So, that's a definite no on the date then. Hello? Hi, just calling to remind you about dinner tonight. Dinner? You didn't put it in your planner, did you, General? 
Uh-oh. Yeah, this was your idea. No, no, no. It's just that something very important has come up. I think we might be better off rescheduling. Mom heads back tomorrow morning. We can't reschedule. I'm dealing with a major situation here. It would not look good if you cancelled. Oh, dear. Okay. What do you want me to tell her? The planet's at risk. I don't think that's going to work. Tell her I'll be there. Yeah, right. Not impressed at all, is she? Sir, we finished calibrating the device and we've got a lock on their location. They're approximately 30 miles outside of Cheyenne Mountain. Hey! <laughs> My sword down. I like swords. <laughs> Look on his face. <laughs> mine. That's mine. Get your grubby mitts off it. Tell them I'll send in some tactical units. I wouldn't. If the Jaffa suspect they're about to be compromised, I have no doubt they'll detonate the Nakwada. Uh, I would suggest using a little stealth and cunning to take them off guard. So nothing to do with you, then? Of course he would. <laughs> well, like it or not, you're going to need my help. Some of these Jaffa know me. They trust me. <laughs> More oh, fool them. them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we had the same thought. This is the first I've heard of it, sir. Are you sure? I, I thought I'd mention it. You know you're being played when all these little bits of information just appear at the right moment. It's the Jafar strategy. Fortunately for you, I have the override code. <laughs> the code as well. See, so I've got to go. Only I can save my kind. Are you unconsciously misquoting a Terry Pratchett book title? <laughs> I have heard it mentioned quite often this last couple of weeks. Have you read it? Yeah. Huh. I've seen the TV show as well. Oh, sorry, no, that's Johnny and the Bomb, isn't it? Yeah. And that were relatively recent. About three years, I think. Yeah. Rhiannon's going to be overseeing the watch. Ah, yes. Daddy and daughter. Alone time. Some frank discussions about his basic shortcomings of fatherhood. You always were so sloppy. Bella. Tone down all the nagging, please. Yes, Sam. The Nakwita signal is emanating approximately a half mile north of your position. It still irks me that they'll use Imperial units. <laughs> they are Americans. Stargate Command, this is Teal'c. I have delivered the package to the appointed area. Good. Keep me apprised of any developments. And hurry up. Look <laughs> at Walter. Sir, do you have to be somewhere? None of your business. That's a withering look. And I wouldn't <laughs> have thought Bo was capable of delivering a withering look. He's basically a teddy bear. Whatever happened to that boy you used to like? The one whose father was a merchant? I always thought you two would end up together. Very calm. We were ten? That's more the valour we used to. Uh. She's raided closet full of black PVC and leather outfits. Ah, uh, leatherite. Not a huge jump from Aaron, is it? No, not really. That would be low, even for me. I have no idea what you're capable of. Uh, hey, fellas, it's me, Jacek. The Jafar in the centre, Devere, is played by Paul Wu. He's an actor and a stuntman, very big in the Far East. Hmm. He's been on Continuum, Blood Ties and Intruders, also done stunt work on SGA, X-Men, Battlestar and Smallville. So why don't they just shoot him? Well, perhaps because he hasn't got the Nakwada on him. That looks like a DS. It probably was. Either a DS or uh, the original Sony PSP. Let's go. Yes, don't sacrifice the Nakwada. <laughs> There's no need for you to carry on with your attack because Arkad is dead and there's no need to sacrifice yourselves or the Nakwada let's talk deal I believe that was Tarak's intention before he disappeared uh oh really I, I hope he's alright he, he probably just got lost these woods are <laughs> he just got lost <laughs> yes they all look the same wait I, I can't watch my daughter die that is beautiful <laughs> we'll kill you first <laughs> I can't watch me die either <laughs> He still reminds me of Orga. Okay, if you're planning on pretty much having a shootout, why warn him? Well, yeah, at least they gave her a that. Thanks, honey. She's ticked off now. And yep. of course, she's wearing the coat of awesome. It always looks suspicious when there's a great big hole of nothing in the middle of the woods. Or at least something that's under a cloaking barrier. Come on, Bala, forget the pebble. Pick up Jacek and throw him at the strange, empty space. I've located the cargo ship. Isn't she bloody fantastic? Hold it. 
The Nacquod on that ship is rigged to blow unless I input the override code Terak gave me. All right, I'm coming with you. No, I'm not going to risk your life, too. Listen to your father for once. You could almost believe Gears for his daughter. No, 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 not for a second. I don't make it. <laughs> I don't make it. <laughs> okay, that drove me nuts. Parents do. <laughs> Have you not noticed if you're a perfectly calm and reasonable demeanor with everyone else, a five-minute conversation with a parent can drive you to distraction? My parents drive me insane, and I can talk to them for 30 seconds, and my stress level triples. <laughs> yep, Cameron. There's a lot of bodies lying around. But not the ones you want. Oh, what did he do? Did you take it on the wind? I think so. <laughs> and off we go. Okay, where's he going? Hi. Yeah, like the Odyssey's not in orbit watching for this. Jason. Sorry, sweetheart, there never was an override code. Take care of yourself. Daddy loves you. We thought not. Joker. Daddy loves you. <laughs> so there's a subcutaneous transmitter so I'm assuming the Odyssey can beam him out interesting though her eyes were watering you know she obviously upset a little <laughs> ah that's the position she's familiar with <laughs> let me roll all over you did everything go as planned did on our end to be honest the body lying on the floor looked a little small to be tilt guess we won't be needing that override code no, you won't. <laughs> Not the same shuttle. Clever. This isn't the shuttle you're looking for? <laughs> Good job, SG-1. Landry out. Oh, dear. Oh, <laughs> it can make dinner. Ah, but you could just commandeer a helicopter. That is true. And this was the snack shop near the location where they've been shooting in the woods. Redressed a little to make it into a fancy restaurant. Oh, there's that, sir. Where's the mother? Yeah, you're getting a kind of a little double bluff here. You're late. Here she is. I got away as soon as I could. Hello. You're here. Hello. Well, we know an interesting mix went into producing Lexa. You told me before where she's from. Puerto Rican? I'm sure you mentioned it. You don't have the notes to hand. It was probably about two years ago when she appeared first. Thank you for coming. Thank you for inviting me. Filipino, her mother is. Father is Irish-Scottish. Oh, good Celtic blood. Carla? Dad? We have a lot to talk about. We do, Kim. Lillian Lee is playing Kin Lam. Stargate was only the third TV show that she'd guest starred on. Well, you've had long enough to look over the merchandise. What are you offering for this cargo ship full of weapons-grade Nakwada? You mean a cargo ship full of lead bars and... No Nakwada. I honestly don't think he'd have a lot of money anyway. Hmm. This is a surprise. They've included the Jabaran Virility Enhancers. Well, that's a bonus. Go ahead, try a sample. Now that's quick thinking, that is. He is a born conman. Hmm. I assume it's not polystyrene. I'm assuming it's a cheese Yeah, something like that. I know occasionally they use peanuts, don't they, for packaging as well. There are edible packing peanuts. Yeah. That's a bit disturbing. Can you feel it? Yes, I can. Let's talk deal. The power suggestion. I may keep a couple of these for myself. Better to have them and not need them than to need them and not have them, right? <laughs> I'm sorry, but this guy doesn't look like he'd have enough resources to buy Nakwood. Right? <laughs> we seem to be going with the Tantooine type effort there. And it's something they always wanted to do. The old school, the characters laughing as the camera mm. pans away. The fact that the series is ending gives a lot of the writers, a lot of the producers, a chance to do something, you know, that they've always wanted. And the box you've got rid of. Mm -hmm. Again, look at the size of that watch. See, she cares. She doesn't really want to admit it. Just a minute. First place they'd look, Valor. Yeah, under the bed. Then again, they might not. You never know what you might find under Valor's bed. Come in. 
Hi. Hi. What's this? Girls made him. Nice. Oh, <laughs> brought the wine. Where's the ice cream? Come on. Where's the cheese, at least? So, how are you doing? Great. Yeah, wonderful. Everything went according to plan. We led Jacek to the decoy ship while you secured the real one. He scammed us, but we scammed him better. The walk crowd tried to organise a cheese and wine party. No mind cheese and wine. Let's have a beer and crisp party instead. <laughs> More our speed. Cameron has a date. Daniel's exhausted and Tilt got tickets to some show. Hmm. You'll be surprised to know that it's non-alcoholic wine. Here we go. Oh, God. The classic. He got the tickets of Jacek. Is he the only male here? It looks like it. And I ask myself, why is that? Why don't we talk about vaginas? Why are work and kids and holiday plans more acceptable topics of conversation than our own vaginas? <laughs> the dawning horror on his face. I started to talk about vaginas at work, at home, sometimes even at fancy restaurants. <laughs> is that actual lines from the show? I would imagine it is. It became a hot conversation topic. No matter where I went, it was vagina this, vagina that, vagina, vagina, vagina. Poor Tilt. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, bless him. That actually was pretty Chris Judge, by his own accounts, like, a lot of the season, not really doing a lot. Mm. But the facial expressions on that 30 seconds of footage spoke volumes. Big, heavy, leather-bound volumes. <laughs> Who knows? He might have enjoyed it. Might have found it interesting. Didn't look like he was. That's because he went in expecting something else, got faced with something totally different. Then if you actually accept that and just go along for the ride... No pun intended. Definitely no pun intended. It's not that sort of show. If it was a burlesque show, maybe. Okay then, that was Family Ties. Again, like bad guys. Not a terrible episode, but feels totally out of place. It feels season three, season four. Not in the middle of a major bloody season-ending arc. It's not something you expect to see. You expect the last five or six episodes to be a big build-up. Yeah. Not this weird... Off. I'm sure when I watched it at the time, I was thinking, uh, what? I think the problem is, as we've said before, the first time, a lot of the producers were confident they would get renewed. Whereas previous seasons, they always expect to get cancelled, so they always put something in place to wrap the show up. This time, they may have been planning, you know, six, seven months ahead, especially maybe looking to get Fred Willard, making sure they got a time when he could actually come on set to do his scenes. By the time, you know, the word came down, everything was pretty much set in place to record the episode. Mm. I assume somewhere out there, an interview or something has uh, cleared that sort of thing up, or didn't really go too much detail in the commentary. Indeed. Just made a point how many references there are to the fact that they were being cancelled. That was a vicious knife, that nod with that we just don't seem to be as important as we used to be. And I'm thinking, that wasn't even subtle. No, Dr. Lee just shouting up, Eureka! <laughs> okay, Peter DeLuise, the director for this episode, his final SG-1. He directed 56 episodes of SG-1, 6 of Atlantis and 7 of Universe. He also directed episodes of 21 Jump Street, Jeremiah, Andromeda, The Haunting Hour, Cedar Cove and Sanctuary. Paul Mully and Joseph Malozzi, the writers for this episode, although Paul in the commentary did point out that he really didn't write much of this one. He did a pass on the script, that's all. He mostly produced this episode. But together, they've wrote 38 episodes of SG-1, 15 of Atlantis and 12 of Universe. Also wrote for Transport to the Series, Delete, and currently Dark Matter, which is in production. The French name for this episode, A Family Resemblance. Hmm. Jack? Daniel? Are you you? Yeah, you. What? I like the yellow ones. Never mind. On the news front, it's just been confirmed that the latest Stargate SG-1 novel from Pandemonium will be released as an ebook on April the 28th and on paperback May the 19th. The novel is written by Amy Griswold and is entitled Murder at the SGC. The Fandom Biz website also have an extensive interview with author Sally Malcolm about her fanfic work and growth into a published author, which includes Stargate. The link will be in the show notes. Upcoming birthdays for Stargate actors include on the 20th of April William DeVry, who played the Tok'ra Aldwin in five episodes of Stargate SG-1, and is currently on Cedar Cove and General Hospital. On the 21st, it's the birthday of Rod Loomis, who played Osric in the SG-1 episode The Quest, but for most of us, he is fondly remembered as Frood 
in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Demon Honsu, who played the Horus in the Stargate theatrical feature, has his birthday on the 24th, along with Noah Danby, who appeared on SG-1 as the Jaffa Chara in four episodes. And finally on the 25th, a happy birthday to Tiffany Timms, who was eye-catching as the blonde in the SG-1 episode, Bounty. As usual, lots more birthdays next week, and we'll tweet and post them as they occur. So if you want to get in touch with us, and we hope that you do, we'd really like a bit more feedback, then you can do so via the contact form on our website, which is gatecast.co.uk, or via the old faithful email address, gatecastpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Google+, and we are also on iTunes and Stitcher Internet Radio. All the links are on the website, including the RSS feed, which carries every episode we have released so far. That can be copied and manually added to a podcatcher. Right then, let's wrap this show up. Well, let's see, quick look at the schedule. Next week, we are going to look at the Atlantis episode, Submersion, and we should have Michael with us for that episode. On the next Stargate Atlantis, a voyage of discovery. If we did manage to find a power supply, that would make sufferably long search seem worthwhile. Unleashes a wraith from the past. I'm sensing the wraith presence nearby. Now you're going to tell us everything we want to know. With the power to destroy the future. She has activated the self-destruct device. Can you figure out the code? No, not if I stood here and tried for a million years. We don't get a command code. In less than 30 minutes, we're dead. Next time on Stargate Atlantis. I can stop being fake lazy now. <laughs> right, before Alan totally goes uh, his normal exuberant self. <laughs> okay, folks, thank you very much for joining us for Family Ties. Next week, Submersion. Hope you can join us for that. But until then, I've been Mike. I've been Alan. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Gatecast, hosted by Alan and Mike. Join us at gatecast.co.uk. Stargate forever. Stargate forever.